Asshole Studios in Hollywood, California. California. You're listening to I'm an Asshole with Doug Bass. We've all been one, so let's talk about it. Now, here's your host, Doug Bass. He's an asshole, sir. He's an asshole. Hey, assholes, what's going on? It's Doug Bass. Welcome to I'm an Asshole. Thanks for tuning into the show. As always, don't forget to subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms and wherever you get your podcast fix. At A Whole Podcast is our Instagram handle. Make sure you follow us there. Uh, I'm excited for today's show. Our guest is Allison Melody. She is the podcast host of Food Heals, and I'm excited to talk to her. Allison. Are you there? There you are. How are you? I'm here. What's up? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, welcome to I'm an Asshole. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Yes, thanks for having me. Where's Rob? I was all prepared to say things to piss him off. <laughs> I know. I mean, I couldn't coordinate with him to get him in here on time and all this stuff. I know we've been trying to do this for a while. So it's just us, which is which is cool. Um, Definitely. Are, so are you okay, by the way? I know you had like a, a Tulum uh, situation. How's everything? Are you, are, you, are you healed up? I, I'm much, much better. It's like, so I was thrown off a bike by another biker, total accident, like, you know, shit happens. But I got stitched up in the Mexican hospital. They wouldn't let anyone come in with me. So I'm terrified, you know, because of COVID. They sprayed me down with like some kind of disinfectant while I'm bleeding. My, my knee is like bleeding and they're disinfecting my body. And I'm like, what is going on? It was one of the scariest experiences. But they got back, got my. Yeah, yeah. Before wow. I could go inside, they, they, disinfected me and there's like just like a concoction of chemicals sprayed all over me and i'm like i am bleeding and you're spraying me with chemicals and no one can come inside with me i don't know where i am <laughs> it was quite an experience oh but God. they did take good care of me well that sounds like they're they're uh, prepared to disinfect people i don't know if they're spraying people down here in the uh, states i don't think that's happening <laughs> i hadn't seen that yet it was new they're it was a new like, experience you know, they're like here's a mask just get in there yeah go in alone no, no spray. Yeah, I don't even know if I think I had a mask, but like they were very, very, very generous with the hand sanitizer and the spraying the bodies out. Oh my god, that sounds like <laughs> quite an ordeal. Well, you're safe. You're okay. That's all that matters. Um, so you, uh, yeah. you just recently left LA and you uh, now live in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm just calling myself a digital nomad because I don't know where I'm going to be next month. But God, Florida is amazing. I'm really happy. But I love LA too, and I'm glad it's opening up for you guys. Yeah, Florida is fun. I mean, everything's been open there. I know, uh, I know you, yeah, I know you, yeah, I mean, yeah, Florida, I've been, I'm going back there in like uh, a month almost, and uh, I'm excited to go back, yeah, it's fun, um, nice. it's, it's like the total opposite of LA, like everyone there doesn't care about the masks and, and all that stuff, so, I don't know. Yeah, I was just excited for live music, because yeah. LA, that was such a part of like, you know, live comedy, live music, karaoke, that was our world, and when they took that away, after a few months, I was like, I can't take this anymore, and I had to get out. So it yeah. actually took me a year to leave. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if karaoke is coming back anytime soon in LA. I don't know. It just seems like it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, they did it on. Um, so I did it in Miami months ago, and what they had was on the microphones, you would each get your own individual like cover, so that you could cover it up, and so that there would, you know, to save from germs and i'm like they should do that anyways it's an easy solution yeah what they're doing at comedy shows here is they're just wiping off the mic with like a you know a disinfectant wipe that's it yeah but it's yeah like, i i i've even been, i've been thinking about it though like i'm watching some of these like open mics or comedy things i'm like can we, i don't know like I, I might bring my own mic at some point because like some people are just like gross with the mic you know they start like spitting on it 
Yeah, COVID or not, who wants that? Yeah, well, it's made me think even more. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like it was gross before COVID, like, you know, just germs right. in general. It's like, and now it's even worse because there is COVID plus everyone's, you know, gross germs. So it's like, yeah, maybe bring your own mic. I don't know. Maybe that's going to be a thing. Who knows? Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, I got plenty of mics. So I could bring mics for everybody. There you go. Yeah, mics for everyone. Uh, <laughs> so, Allison, you're the host of Food Heals. Uh, this is your podcast. Um, I was just listening to it. Um, so this is a, I mean, I mean, you, you are a, uh, a vegan, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, an advocate of, uh, you know, healthy food, healthy, uh, living lifestyle, all that good stuff. Um, and it's, it's really interesting how, yeah, like you, you can learn a lot just from listening to your podcast, um, about eating healthy and what foods are good for you and not, not good for you. And obviously a vegan lifestyle, which is, you know, something that I am not, I'm not vegan even living in LA, you know, it's like, I've, I've embraced vegan foods over the years, which has been, yeah, there's some good choices in LA. There's some good choices. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, even, uh, yeah, even like, uh, you know, going out with friends, you know, that are vegans, it's like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to order like a vegan meal, but then I'll also get like, you know, two days later, I'll get like a burger, like a regular meat burger or whatever. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know what that would be called. I'm like pro vegan, pro regular food mixed pro plants. Pro plants. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if I'd ever be able to like, not like get rid of like the, the meat or whatever, but it is good. Like, um, not, not having as much, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. And my goal is not to turn the world vegan. I'm not one of those people. I feel like vegans get a bad rap. I even hate the word vegan. That's why I say I'm powered by plants because it's like, you hear that word and people make so many assumptions. Like I've had a waiter go, do you eat bread? And I'm like, yes, I eat bread. Like yeah. it's not the same as being gluten-free. And so there's right. all these misconceptions and there's so many people who take it to the extreme and I'm just not one of them. It works for me. And I'm a proponent. When I say food heals, I'm a proponent of finding the diet that works from you so that you don't end up with chronic degenerative disease or cancer or feeling tired and lethargic all the time or a face covered in pimples. It's just toxins right. trying to get right. out. So That's find the way. best yeah. diet. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Finding the diet that works for you. Unless your diet is like KFC and McDonald's, right? Yeah, then it probably won't work. You'll just be dead at some point. Um, but yeah. uh, it's, <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah, it's like you say, like powered by plants. I like that because it's like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I have had like some issues with vegan like friends in the past. I don't even know if I call them friends at this point, but acquaintances or whatever. Um, you know, like I've gotten into like a full blown argument with people. Um, there, I'm not gonna name a name, uh, but. Um, another you know person that i knew a vegan and like i would i you know and i'm fine you want your vegan food great you know i i'll eat the vegan food i'll go out to eat vegan food with you uh but like i'll like there was a time period where i was like making like bur- like gourmet burgers you know real real beef burgers and i was like taking like a picture i put it on instagram like i call this one the uh you know bacon uh, supreme or whatever you know and it was like a picture of like a gourmet burger and then like a vegan friend of mine would like start attacking me on social media and being like, oh my god! And then they like they email me like you know like slaughterhouse videos and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, like like I, you know it's like you don't have to look at the photo. You can unfollow me. I'm not asking for you to send me like you know uh, all this like anti animal abuse stuff and all you know. And, and like that's the one problem I have with those kind of vegans. I'd say is like, you know, I don't go out of my way and I'm like 
I'm not I'm not personally di- uh, emailing him like pictures and recipes of the burger that I created, you know. Right. So it's like, what's the difference between like me just posting it for people that might like burgers, and then you're going out of your way and sending me these slaughterhouse videos or whatever? So like, that's the one difference I'd say between like those kind of vegans and like people who eat meat. Like, there's always like a a riff between that kind of thing. Well, it just goes back to the name of your show. Some people are assholes. Some aren't, yes. you know, like I'm not an asshole. I, I came up with one story for you, but in general, I'm not going to go and attack people. If you want to ask me why I choose plant-based or if you want recipes, I'm going to share them. That's what I'm here for, but I'm never going to attack someone or tell them their choices are wrong. Who am I to judge anyone else? Who are you to judge me? Right? Like we're all human beings on this earth who come to this planet with our own, you know, desires and our own understanding of the world. And we all go on this journey and who am I to judge your journey in any way i'm just here to help if you want to be helped in any way in the food world exactly. that's my journey and, and i like that and and that being said the vegan food that they they have these days is delicious you know these beyond burgers <laughs> yeah. and you know tofu like it's amazing what they do with tofu and flavoring and you know like like the the chicken that you can get like from like veggie grill or whatever it's like mm-hmm. um you know yeah it's it's amazing and it tastes some of it tastes like real like you wouldn't even know that you're not eating you know beef or chicken or whatever um, yeah, it's getting better and better. Yeah. The one thing I, I mean, I, I had an argument. I think I talked about this on a podcast once. The one thing I, I, I'm always joking about is like when I go to like a, a vegan place, they still use the words that are associated with like the real uh, beef product. Like you go to vegan Mexican, they, they put carne asada. And I'm like, all right, well, that that is that is beef. That is, uh, you know, that is a, a name for it. But, they, but the, you know, it's like, why can't you just put like um, beyond, uh, you know, it's like they're still using the actual name of the food, even though it's not that. So I'm like, all right, well, like, why why are they using that name? Because carne asada sounds better than Beyond Beef Burrito or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, that's one thing. Like, I would, I'll, I'll still debate like a vegan on. It's like, all right, they should just use the regular name. What what what's in the product instead of like trying to pull one over on a, someone that just happens to walk in and be like, oh, I got the carne asada, but it's not really carne asada, but you know. Um, so that's that's one thing that I always find funny about that. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, I don't have much of an opinion. I'm not in charge of the vegan army, so I don't know what no. they would say to that. So uh, I'm just like, eh, cool, doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, fight for it, you know? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, this is the uh, the I'm an Asshole uh, show. Um, and, um, yeah, our guests do come on here, and they, uh, they tell a story uh, about a time in their life that they may have been an a-hole isolated incident it can be a moment of time in your life a chunk of time maybe someone thought you were an a-hole and you weren't maybe you thought they were an a-hole blah 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 anything like that that you'd like to share with the audience today yeah like um i was listening to other people's stories and i was like man these are good some of them and um my whole thing is like i avoid confrontation at all costs like Uh, someone yells at me I'm so, I kill them with kindness. That's just what I do because I'm terrified of the confrontation or the yelling back and forth. So I was like, God, when have I been an asshole? I'm like really racking my brain. And I came up with one that's, we'll see what you think. But um, I was living in Santa Monica, late 20s, early 30s. And um, I had to have a friend breakup. So a friend did something kind of shitty to me. And so she was calling me and um, saying, can I come over? I'm sorry. And I said, no, don't come over. She comes over anyways, knocks on my door and she brings me a, so we went to Equinox, the gym in Santa Monica at the time. And we loved this 
the smoothie bowls at Equinox were like divine and like we would get them all the time together. So it was kind of sweet for her to bring them over. Like, this is our thing. So she brings me the smoothie bowl and she's like, I am so sorry. I'll do anything to make this up to you. Like, I love you. And I literally was shaking and I said, get off my property, get out of my house, lose my number. And I closed the door and then I opened the door and I said, but give me the smoothie bowl. And I took the bowl and I shut the door. <laughs> and this was because she, what did she do now? She, she uh, broke up with someone or? What, what happened? No, I had to break up oh, with you, her you as, a friend. as a friend. Okay, all right. So yeah. you were breaking up with her as a friend, and she still came over, uh, even against your will of wanting her to come over. But she showed up with, with the smoothie bowl, and you just stole it from her. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, why were you guys breaking up as friends? So um, I had started to see that I felt like she was kind of using me mm. as a friend, but it wasn't enough to break up the friendship until. Um, my other friend, like, just picture, like, the sweetest person you know, she decides to go to Vegas. And then, like, the most toxic person you know invites themselves on the trip. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to go and make sure that, you know, my sweet friend doesn't get corrupted by my crazy, you know, toxic right. friend. And yeah. so we go on this trip, girls' trip, four girls. And we were supposed to leave Sunday at like 12 o'clock, which I know it's Sunday, fun day, it's Vegas, that's what you do. But we all had jobs. I had a client, I was presenting a pitch to a client at 9am on Monday morning. So I was like, I'll go, but we got to go back. And everyone agreed, we're going back. And so for me, I don't get paid for a pitch, I have to land the client, right? right. So this is a big deal for me, because I need to yeah, land this client. Exactly. So in the morning, we like go to the pool and then we're like, yeah, we're going to leave at 12. Well, my friend, we'll call her Erin, the toxic friend that brought me the smoothie bowl. She basically um, steals my sweet friend and gets her wasted at the pool bar. Uh huh. And then um, me and the other, there's another girl there who was kind of just more like me. Like, we're not drinking a day because we're just going to um, head back and do our lives because we drank driving, all weekend. Driving back, no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. And she got the driver drunk, by the way, which meant one of us was going to have to drive, which we hadn't prepared for. But anyways, so, but here's the worst part. Then we're like, all right, girls, you, you know, we're going to wrap up soon. We'll go get our stuff. So me and the girl go to the hotel and get our stuff. They don't come up to the room. We go back down to the pool. They're gone. This started a wild goose chase around Vegas that lasted until midnight. They'd be like, oh, sorry, we went to Aria. Oh, sorry, now we're at the Venetian. So we were calving around Vegas with our suitcases, trying to find our drunk friends. And literally, they were just ditching us to party more. And we didn't find them until midnight. So we get home at 5 a.m. They weren't answering their phones or anything? They'd be like, oh, the phone died. Oh, we had to charge it. Oh, we met these guys. Oh, they're going to buy you a flight home. We're going to stay another night. And we were like, where are you? Like, we have to get out of this place. Oh, my God. See, that's the worst thing about Vegas. It's like, it's always hard to get out of there. It's like easy to get in there, especially if you're driving. And that that drive home on Sunday, it it either can be like the easiest thing or it's fucking hell. Like, like it's like, it's supposed to be four or five hour drive. Like, it can take 10 sometimes. It's like, it's a nightmare. My 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 ex has the best quote about this. So once he went with his sisters to Vegas and his sister flew home from Vegas with the keys to his rental car that was then under the garage in a place. And so it took him three days to get out of there because no tow truck could fit under the garage where the keys were because and she had taken the keys back to New Jersey from from 
um, Vegas. And so his joke was, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And sometimes you do too. Yeah. And I found that multiple times in my life that that's yeah. happened. I mean, I mean, I remember, yeah, like I went, I was there for a bachelor party once and my friend drove and we went to a strip club and then his Prius key got like, like he lost it, like in the seat of like the, you know, like one of the booths, so like it fell like in behind like the material or some shit. And he couldn't find it for like forever. And that was like our way of getting home and around. And we had to go back to the club. And like finally someone found it. But it was like, I was like, wow, like that's that's a mess. I'm like, it's like, it's like, like Vegas never ends well. Like even, even if you're ahead, it's like, forget it. It's just a, it's a disaster usually. Um, but I feel like yeah. I feel like I feel like these girls trips like that girls take like my, my wife takes like girls trips like I feel like there's always like a moment and I feel like you go away a lot on like little trips and stuff and there's always like a crazy ass moment on girl trips where like something just goes wrong or like everyone gets in a fight or someone's not talking to the one girl something happens right like am I wrong I don't know. You are not wrong. Um, <laughs> girls cause drama. And I'm like the, I swear, I know every girl probably says this, but I'm always the drama three, free one. I'm always in the middle like, well, she didn't mean it like that. And, right. you know, it's okay. And like, let's just go have fun. And I'm that person. But I'm sick of being that person. Like the last time this happened, I was like, I'm out of here. Like I'm leaving. And I didn't yeah. leave. This, this was Mexico, not my last trip, but maybe two trips ago. And I was like, I'm leaving. Y'all y'all figure it out. Like, I don't need to be in the middle of this. That takes too much of my energy. I'm too old for this. Like 10 years ago, sure. Now yeah. we're too old for this shit, ladies. Like, I mean, yeah. Like the, fact, like the fact that you're like carting around suitcases around Vegas to like find people. It's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I have no patience for that at all. Like, especially like traveling and stuff. Like, I'd rather travel alone than with anyone. I'd rather meet everyone. Like I joke about this with my wife. Like it's like seriously, my wife will leave. Like like we'll leave for the airport like way too late. Like we've missed flights to like islands like because like you know like she wasn't like done in time and I'm like already in time and I'm like I'm like I don't want to. And we're, then we're running through the airport or like we leave a bag like you know you leave a bag on a plane and then you get to the gate to the connecting flight then you realize you left your shoes on the other plane and then we got to go back. I'm like. Oh my god! I always say like I would rather travel alone and then meet like my wife at wherever we're going. Like like if we're going to Hawaii, like okay, great. My, this is my flight. This is your flight. I will meet you in Maui. You know, like and, and then it'll be a blast. Like like traveling with anyone is like the worst part of getting to the vacation. And it's just like I don't know. I, I, that might be crazy, but I feel like it's a good idea. I feel like couples and people should try it. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm 100% with you. Um, our mutual friend, Jill, and I out, took a flight together um, to go home at Christmas. And we were she was going to New York and I was going to North Carolina. But we were had similar flight times. Um, hers was probably 20 minutes after mine. And uh, we were so late because her dog wouldn't take his medicine that by the time I got to the airport, I completely missed my flight because I was depending on riding with somebody else. And it was Christmas. I couldn't get a flight for three days. Like, and I was stuck at the airport for like 24 hours and I finally go home. Cause I'm like, well, why would I stay any longer? Right. And then I think I got a flight two days later, but it's like, I have airport anxiety. I go early. I don't go with anyone. Like if, I'm exactly like you, like yeah, I'm getting there early. I don't care. People are like, Ali, you don't have to get to the small airport two hours early. I'm like, but why wouldn't I? That's Just why wouldn't I? Said. My wife's like, well, <laughs> like, well, we don't need to, it's, you know, it's only like a flight to, it's not, a, it's not a international, you know? So like you can just, um, get there 45 minutes before you know she's got on flights like like as the doors are closing like and somehow she's yeah. on. And i'm like 
But then I'm like, but then we also belong to one of those like lounges, you know, the American Airlines. Yeah. Lounge. And it's like we get there, we're we're still late, but then we still go and get the free drink like at the, the stupid club, and it's like. <laughs> Like, why are we doing this? Like, like the fact that we are like a member of that club, we should arrive like hours early and get exactly. drunk and then just waltz onto the plane and pass out. You know, it's like, that's, that's something to go early for and take advantage of. Not like two minutes before the flight, like down a freaking Bloody Mary or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. And it's happened to me when it's other people's faults. And then it's happened to me when it's like the TSA security fault. Like you're the one. I got call. I got my bag in Tulum or uh, coming out of Cancun. They scanned it four times, and the woman kept going, "There's scissors in there." There's the guy could not. He's like, "Do you have scissors?" And I'm like, "I do not have scissors. I do not have scissors. I don't know what she's talking about." He's like, "Well, he wouldn't let me go until we found the scissors. So you're not allowed to touch the bag when they're doing." It. He was like, "Well, can you oh, just yeah. help me look?" I'm like, "Yeah." So we're like searching, and I did find like a tiny little like tweezer scissors. And so I was like, "Oh shit! I didn't even know I had these." I like those whatever. Were allowed. I don't even know it's allowed. I apparently they're not. I don't know. It was Mexico. Who knows? They all have different rules. But like, I wasn't expecting to get. I was there early enough. But who? If I had only had an hour, I could have missed my flight. So I was glad I was there early. Yeah. And then in London, I completely missed a flight when I was. I think I was two hours early, and they said be there three hours early because I got stuck at security again. I don't remember why, but they ran my bag fourteen times and. By the time they let me go, you know, those airports are different because you have to go check in gate and then they announce your gate and then you have to like run over to this other gate. It's like a whole oh, thing. Yeah. And so I missed that flight and Travel, I was stuck there for 24 hours. Like, like it stresses me out. Like even even like traveling recently because like I haven't done much in the past year because of COVID. But it's like yeah. now I'm starting to a little bit and I'm almost like I don't know if I miss this process at all. Like I like as I get yeah. older, I'm just like. <laughs> man, I don't know, like, this is too much work. It's like, especially when it's with someone else, it's like, oh, man, I'd rather just stay home, I feel like. It's like, I don't know, like, <laughs> or drive somewhere. Flying is, like, stressful. I don't know. Especially, it like, is, I yeah, agree. like, different countries, that, that stresses me out, too, because it's like, everything's in, like, a different language, and, like, the airlines are different, and everything. It's just like, oh, my God, let me just get to the damn hotel or wherever we're going. Well, here's the new thing that I've realized. So different airlines have different COVID requirements. So um, when we were in Tulum, a couple of my girlfriends were able to do a telehealth test. So you can get on just like we're on right now. They mail you the test. You do it in front of the doctor. Somehow it digitally gives them the results and then they write you, you're great. But Delta, they are on, I think, United. So I was like, oh, great. I can't wait to do this at-home test. But Delta doesn't accept that type of test. So I had it, but I found out I couldn't use it. So then I had to go and get tested at a certain testing place before I left. So like every airline has a different rule. So that's a new stressor we didn't have before. You know, yeah. and it's like, I got to make sure I know where I got to get my test. Like so right. travel. And now you got to have your mask on and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, the airlines are pretty strict about wearing masks on a plane, I would assume. Yeah. Because I think it's like the rule or the law now that you have to have it on the plane. Uh, even, yeah, though, every... even though people are like wearing them, like, you know, like, like I said, like, I think I got, I got COVID like coming back from Florida. Cause I, oh, that's it, right. There was a guy who sat next to me and his mask was like this and he was coughing. And I was like, oh, oh God. man, I was like, I, and then I had, then I had the, I moved my seat. I asked the flight attendant, I was like, can I move like back? They're like, yeah. But I feel like it was too late at that point. I was like, oh. And, th and this guy was causing a scene like while people were boarding, like he had like a sneezing fit, you know, big goofy guy, like, and, I, you know, it's just like everyone, he's having a sneezing fit. Everyone is looking at him like, oof, I hope I don't sit next to that guy. You know, like, like I don't want to be that guy. And then, of course, I sit down, and then he comes and sits next to me. And I was like, 
I'm like, of course. Of course of I'm course. the one person out of the flight who the guy sits next to. And I'm like, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just that, that's always the luck I have with that kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're being pretty, I guess, cautious with the, uh, the mask stuff and everything. But the travel's picking up now, so. Yeah, it's coming back. Now, when you stole the uh, the smoothie bowl from uh, your ex friend, um, was it was it something like like you opening the door and being like get out of here, and then like closing it and then opening it and like grabbing it and then sh- slamming her out of the doorway or whatever? Like how how did you how did you steal it from her? And what was her reaction? Did she just leave? Did um, she yell? No, she didn't yell. Um, she did leave. She finally realized that I was serious. Um. But the I think the funniest part of the story is that literally I was like, don't talk to me. Don't call me. Lose my number. I can't be your friend anymore. Close right. the door. And I think she sat there stunned like, Allie is serious. Like, I'd never seen me like that because I'm not that person. Right. Um, and then while she was sitting there stunned, I opened the door and I was like, I'll take the smoothie bowl. And then <laughs> you just grabbed it from her. Because I, mean, I really liked that smoothie bowl, dude. Right, right. Well, it was kind of, you know, I mean, it's a classic move on your part, but it's also like, it was like kind of like a, a parting gift for yourself, I'd say, you know, it was like. I kind of deserved that smoothie yeah, bowl. It's like, you know, we're not really friends anymore, but I appreciate the smoothie bowl and I'm going to take that and I will think of you as I'm eating it. And then when I'm done with it, I will never think of you again. Yeah. And until this moment, I hadn't really thought about it for a right, long right. time. But I was like, God, when was I an asshole? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, people come on this show, and I know if Rob was on this, he'd probably be pressing you harder for like, come on, Allie, give us something even worse than that. I was thinking about that. I'm like, Rob has seen me in Vegas, like different. I'm like, maybe he's seen something that he could tell me like, oh, remember when you're an asshole to that waiter, even though I love waiters, I treat them very well. But I'm just trying to think of like, he's probably, well, Rob and I always fight about things. So because I love how Rob is so passionate about being anti you know, QAnon and all that. Oh, so yeah, I love yeah. playing devil's advocate for him. So he could probably call that an asshole move, but that's one of my favorite things to do. And I was hoping we were going to do this on the show. So yeah, you'll have yeah. to have me back when he's Yeah, no, we, we will have you back. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, he, I mean, I talked to him and he was like, he was like, oh, you should bring up, like, I mean, like, Allie doesn't like wearing masks and stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why yeah. I moved to Florida. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah, because, like, yeah, Florida is a, is a maskless, uh, you know, oasis, uh, if, you, if you will. You know, everything down there is like, if you wear a mask down there, they give you shit, I think, right? Yeah. So in California, you're shamed if you're not wearing a mask. And yeah. in Florida, you're shamed if you are wearing a mask. It's so interesting. But I just want to say, anyone listening, don't think I'm crazy. I'm not anti-mask. I just don't believe in shaming people. I would be outside right. of my house in LA walking my dog far, far, far from people. I walked to this Beverly Hills trail on the regular and people would shame you and go across the street and go, oh, dear. And you're like, I'm outside getting my vitamin D. Right. This is not something right. I don't appreciate. I don't think it's okay to shame people for everything that's going on right now. That's no, what I'm anti. Yeah. No, I'm anti-shaming. Now, are you Republican? So I grew up liberal my whole life, but yeah. at you know, I just turned 40 and at this point I can't identify with either party. Um, yeah, I feel, um, I feel issues on both sides strongly about. I so, only, I but I can't even say I'm middle yeah, of the road. <laughs> I only ask this because it's the mask thing was like a big, you know, like divider, I feel like upon that. And then you living in California, LA, you know, most people I knew here were like, oh, all about the masks and very serious. Of course. Matters. And then, um, you know, then every now and then, like, you know, someone's like, no, I'm not wearing it or whatever, you know. Um, and then you moved to Florida. So I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, uh, because. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not. It's... Everyone has their own opinion on it, which is interesting. 
And I don't like the label of Democrat, Republican, liberal, all the things, because like I, so many of my Republican friends are pro-gay marriage and, you know, that's like a liberal thing or they're pro-choice. And so it's like, you're calling yourself a Republican, but you have all these liberal values. And the same with me, like I've been super liberal, but I have some Republican values too. So I'm just like, I don't like being labeled as anything. And the other thing, the reason that I'm upset about the masks is because we're putting so much emphasis on the masks and none on taking our health into our own hands and taking our vitamins and supplements and boosting our immunity naturally, which will naturally ward off viruses and sickness. And the fact that that is not being discussed is what makes me mad. And that's my whole show is how to boost your immune system through food and supplements and that type of thing. So that's what it really is about. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, your body is your temple and uh, putting what you put into it is, you know, what the result is going to be, I guess, ultimately. Um, So yeah, people should uh, think about that more, I think. And it's not, it's not, you know, talked about enough, I guess, because it's like, you know, we, we all, we all try to eat as healthy as possible. I would say not, not everyone, but I mean, I, you know, living in LA, I, I certainly am more attuned to it than I would say if I was living probably, you know, where I grew up in New Jersey or right, know, right. Any, anywhere else probably. But like, yeah, I'm aware of it and I, I, I try my best, but like, yeah, we all have our, um, you know, our, our, our fast food moment or sweet tooth moments and stuff like that. So, but it's, but it is, it is, you know, within the past two years, I've been more aware of like, okay, you know what, I'm going to try to incorporate more vegan food or, you know, not eat as much red meat, um, you know, as I, as I used to maybe or whatever. And, and, and it does like, you do feel it because like, if I, if I have, if I have like red meat, like once a week, or like once every other week or something like that, then it's like, oh, this is good. But like, I'm full. Like, I feel like, you know, like I'll have like half a steak or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this was a lot of food. Like, you know, it fills me up more now that I'm not, I don't eat it as often. So like that kind of stuff I start noticing about my body and and, and whatnot. And then if I have, you know, a salad with, you know, fake chicken or tofu or something like that, I'm like, oh, this was good. But it's like, you know, now I feel light and, you know, still fulfilled. I'm a total um, proponent of moderation. I think what the problem is, is people don't know what moderation is. It's like, if you have meat or sugar or wine or whatever it is in moderation, you're probably going to be just fine and healthy. But most people think moderation is, oh, three times a day, right? <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, clearly exactly. is not moderation. But even once a day for certain things is not moderation because it depends on your individual body. So it's like, I always tell people like, go get tested by a functional medicine doctor. They'll test your hair, your spit, your stool, your blood all the things you get a comprehensive look at your individual health. So Doug, your blood type, your hormones might not want a plant-based diet. Mine clearly does. And that's how I thrive. But by eating plant-based, I can then have my vices, which is wine or chocolate or whatever they are for me. You might have different ones. Yours, you know, you clearly said meat and I'm sure you have others, but it's like, and I know we like to drink, um, but it's like, once you do that. Yeah. Mixing the drinking in yeah food that you like it's like you know that's what's tough it's like oh these, these drinks are food when you like the amount of calories that are in them it's like you know some drinks are like considered half a meal almost with what's in it it's like oh man yeah that's a lot yeah but, but we can't yeah. give that up we can't give that up <laughs> <laughs> that's why i take my greens all day so right. that i can drink all night <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, as long as food is healing, the, uh, yeah, the bar is open, I'd say, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it is interesting. It's like everyone's doing their best at, at what they consider to be healthy and working out, you know, like incorporating that into your, your you know, daily ritual as well as, you know, having healthy and 
raw food or I don't even know what raw food is. What I mean, I've, I've had a couple of friends that are always like eat raw. And I'm like, all right, what does that mean? Is it like, you know, like raw vegetables? I don't know. What, what, what is that? Can you explain that real quick? Yeah. I mean, it is what exactly what it sounds like. Um, some people do actually raw meat and raw vegetables, which I would never be a proponent of, but yeah. Hey, there is some, there are breathitarians. There are people that live off breath supposedly. So who knows? Okay. But what raw means to me is, yeah, there are people that are proponents of a raw food diet. And that means eating all of, you know, everything raw because, sorry, my mic, um, because when we cook food, it does cook nutrients out of them. Um, and there's a lot of things like olive oil where you cook to a certain temperature and then it turns carcinogenic. And, um, you know, when you can cook, certain things they get good like tomatoes you get more lycopene but other things it cooks the nutrition out so you're eating cooked vegetables that actually have little to no nutrition and so there are people that are proponents of that right. um i'm a proponent of doing more raw in the summer and more cooked in the winter because in ayurvedic medicine and chinese medicine they really um are all about when when it's hotter outside eating more cold foods and raw foods and when it's colder outside having more warm foods and cooked foods and that really works for me it doesn't mean i won't have a soup in the summer but i'm more likely to have cooked soups and stuff yeah. like that in the winter and more raw fresh stuff in the summer well, that makes sense um i try too. to eat yeah. seasonally yeah yeah because it's like yeah in the winter you want like a bowl of soup and you know yeah lighter yeah. things in the summer fresh colder things in the summer that makes sense yeah uh, when when did you become vegan were you always vegan or was there a moment no so it was a long process i wasn't one of those people that was born like this or did it overnight when i was like okay we were um i think 12 to 15 and a group of girls on a beach trip girls trip but you know our parents were there and um for some reason which would never happen now but on the mainstream news i don't know what channel there was a video about how cows were slaughtered and I watched that video and I was like, I will never eat a burger again. So I went home, I told my dad, I don't eat burgers. Well, my dad was a burger chef. Like yeah. that's what he did. And he was like, oh, you, oh yes, he will. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> so he was pissed immediately. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, let her do what she wants. You right, know, right, anyways. Right. Yeah. So that kind of started it early on. But then when I was 25 years old, I lost both of my parents to cancer. So first my mom than my dad. So I realized that Western medicine had completely failed their bodies, but what had started that, right? They were on pharmaceutical drugs, they were eating poor diets. And I realized that science was telling us um, that the plant powered diet was the healthiest diet. And I don't even say vegan because you can eat Oreos while being a vegan, right? That's not what I'm a proponent of. But plant eating more plants was the most um, effective way of preventing these lifestyle chronic diseases, included lifestyle related cancers. So I, after you lose your parents or anyone you love to cancer, you become more conscious and aware of what you're putting into your own body. So my goal now is that I'll never get cancer because I saw what it did to them. It broke my heart. It changed my life completely. I'm still an orphan. I still miss my mom and dad every day. And so I just slowly started eating healthier. First, I was like, oh, you have to eat all organic. And then I was like, oh, chicken is the devil. And then I was like, oh, dairy is the worst. And then I slowly started giving up things. I was kind of pescatarian at the end because I loved going to sushi restaurants and getting all the sushi with a bunch of people and eating off of everyone's plates together. 
gave up sushi last. And then I was like, if I go back, I go back. And I never did. And I'm, my body's doing, it thrives on a vegan diet. I'm also type A, which we thrive on vegetables, type A blood types. You can look up your blood type. You can go do functional medicine and it'll give you a comprehensive look at your health. And like, it'll tell you, you are deficient in iron, then maybe you do need meat, but I am not. So I'm never going to have meat because I don't have that deficiency, even though I'm plant-based. So it's really finding out what works for you. So that's yeah. what works for me. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause it's like everyone's body's different. And, uh... You know, I could see myself. I mean, that, that's the tough thing with me. It's like I, you know, I like vegan food. I do like, you know, meat every now and then. I could see myself doing like pescatarian maybe if I really yeah. put an effort in. Like, I don't think I'd be able to give up like, you know, animal-based foods completely. But um, I could do pescatarian, I think, because I do love seafood. And yeah, it's not as it's not as um, you know. And, and that's the other thing. It's like yeah, like like I was mentioning before, like you know, vegan friends like harassing meat eaters or whatever. It's like. Like, oh, you love, you know, I'm a big dog person. They're like, well, you love your dogs. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to eat dog. You know, like, it's like, it's like, and then you get into the whole debate of like, well, it's only natural. You know, it's like you watch the Discovery Channel, that lion is eating the zebra and, you know, it's the circle of life and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's just making choices, you know, and seeing what your body is, is able to adapt to. Um, you know, I did, um, I was, I was trying to do keto for a while. I tried to do that, mm -hmm. but then, but then I was getting like dizzy, you know, I wasn't feeling well. So I was like, all right, maybe this isn't for me. So, so I think, I think like for, for me, it's like, it's like moderation and like picking and choosing and maybe dabbing into the, the meat stuff every now and then, but not as much as like when I was like in my twenties, you know? So, cause it is, it yeah. is a thing where it's like, yeah, you want to be healthy and like certain diseases do come from eating so much certain foods all the time. You got to be aware, you got to think about it, you got to read up on it. And you know your history of, uh, of health and your um, you know your family and all that kind of stuff. So it is important stuff to to think about. And um, you know I'm glad that you uh, and your podcast bring awareness uh, to this kind of stuff because a lot of people take it for granted. They don't think about it. So it's good to have shows out there like that that touch on the issue. Thank you. Yeah, I mean I used to not think about it before my parents got sick. I could care less about my health. I knew nothing about nutrition and I didn't care. And now I care because I had a personal experience with it. That's usually what drives people to change is right. they have a personal issue with a family member or with themselves. And once they make the change, they feel better. They look better. They heal themselves. And then they go, well, why would I ever go back to eating the KFC or whatever it may be? Right. But if you're not suffering, then you don't necessarily yeah. need to make a change. Oh, no, it's like anything. It's like, you know, you, you don't change unless there's a, there's a traumatic, uh, you know, something that happens. It's like, you, yeah. know, <laughs> we, you know, it's like we're going to continue to drink and then like drive around the corner home and we know we shouldn't until we get fucking pulled over with a DUI, you know, and then it's like, yeah, right, right. I'm not doing that anymore, <laughs> you know, I'm stupid. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all these things and, and living and learning from these kind of lessons in life and they all, they all intertwine in, in an interesting way at the end of the day. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been, it's been great having you on this show. Thank you for doing it. Um, and, um, we learned a lot about you today, Alan. You really put yourself out there. Uh, we learned that, um, do not want to cross Allie on a girl's trip. Um, if she wants to get home from Las Vegas, leave immediately with her. Don't dilly-dally around trying to hook up with whoever your last resort is, making her, you know, search for you in, in Vegas, carrying her bags through cabs and walking around the hotels. We learned that uh, if you do uh, uh, get in a fight with her, she may steal your smoothie bowl if you have <laughs> one in front of you. So either eat it before you, you know, get in a fight with her or... Um, what else did we learn? Pretty much. Uh, traveling with Allie, uh, you may, uh, you know, you may end up in a, in a Tulum hospital with her when she, uh, you know, 
gets in an accident. So be careful. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but um, these are all these are all funny, you know, interesting stories. Um, and the the one way we uh, you know we close out the show here pretty much is that we have you state your name and say that you're an asshole. So the floor is yours, Allie. I'm Allison Melody, and I've been known to be an asshole. There you go, folks. Allison Melody, she's an asshole, but she came on the show today and she redeemed herself, so she can go in peace now. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to her podcast, Food Heals. It's available everywhere. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug, Allie? Yeah, follow me on Food Heals. Um, follow me on Instagram at Allison Melody TV. And if you actually want any type of advice, just DM me on Instagram. I'm very responsive, and I just I'm just here to help. There you go. She's here to help people, and make make sure you eat healthy. Go vegan if you can. <laughs> if not, dabble like I do. You know all that good stuff. All right, well, Allie, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was good talking to you. Um, and, yeah, we will have you back when uh, Rob is on, and we will do the live show with you maybe where we have a drink or two and maybe things will get crazy. And maybe you'll, maybe you'll uh, reveal something that you uh, regret later at some point on the show. I feel like Rob's the one that could bring it out of me. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm more of the softy, and he gets in here, and he's like, come on, that sucked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he does. So yeah, we will we will have you back uh, at some point for for the live show, which is a lot of fun. So, all right, folks, don't forget to uh, subscribe to I'm an Asshole on iTunes and uh, all the streaming platforms. At a whole podcast is our social media tag, so follow us there. And remember, don't be an asshole, but if you are, laugh about it and talk about it. Bye. You've been listening to I'm an Asshole with Doug Bass. Please subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. Have a good asshole story? Email us at Doug at DougBassComedy.com. We'll see you next time.